1: Hello and welcome to New Books in Education. I'm Trevor Matea, one of your hosts on the channel. Today we'll be talking to Lee Goodkind about his book, What I Didn't Know, True Stories of Becoming a Teacher. Lee, welcome to the show. Nice to be here, Trevor. I'm wondering if we can begin the interview by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work. Sure. Um, I have uh, kind of three different jobs in my
0: life, all related to writing and literature creative nonfiction, almost exclusively i write books um have written or edited maybe 30 or 35 books all in the true story vein i have um written about uh riding across the country on a motorcycle uh spending a year with the crew of national league baseball umpires um i have immersed myself in um and um, or liver transplant unit for four years and kind of um, did everything that uh, Except have a transplant that that happens to people uh, that go through the experience and uh, I traveled um, jetted through the night on organ donor runs and spent lots of time in operating arenas and have also um, written about child uh, mental illness and in the same vein by hanging out at uh, at uh in psychiatric institutions. Um so I've done that kind of writing and continue to do that kind of writing and I've written a couple of memoirs as well. So I do that. I also um am the founder and the editor of Creative Nonfiction Magazine, which is now a nonprofit foundation. Um we publish books and we have a new magazine called true Story, which is a magazine that um that publishes, in in a very small way, one long-form narrative nonfiction piece each month. And we do conferences and things of that nature all across the country, as do I uh, personally. And finally, um, I am a writer-in-residence at um, Arizona State University, um, and my home base is in Washington, D.C., for ASU. And again, I teach, and I kind of work on special projects. The the project I'm working on now um, is uh, is to help people who have an interest in both science and religion and um, and true stories to figure out how to write about the harmony between, in a true story manner, between science and religion. And that's kind of what I do with all the books that I edit, um, including the one you want to talk about. I, I look for people who have uh, boots on, on the ground experience and academic experience and try to show them and help them appeal to general interest readers. So it's people who know a lot and usually are, interested, or usually are much more used to talking to the choir, their colleagues,
1: but I try to get them to talk to the world. And so uh, while you're not a K-12 teacher yourself, I'm sure this project gave you a lot of time to sort of reflect on your beliefs about primary and secondary education. And so I was wondering which of your experiences, either as a student or as an adult who knows and works with teachers in those contexts, have most shaped your views on the purpose of schooling? Well, you know, um, it's a funny thing, and I, I talk, to, um, talk at high school
0: graduations from time to time, and the thing about that is I was a horrendous high school student. I graduated in the lower fifth of the fifth, fifth of my class. I think as I look back in my life, I, I, I realized that, that that was probably one of the worst periods of my life being in high school. And so getting a chance to um, interact and talk with teachers now, um, and, and of course understanding that things in schools in many schools across the United States, are much worse than they were when I was going to school. Has appealed to me, and um, and getting involved in this project has uh, has has kind of helped me to understand um, what it's like on the other side of the uh, of the desk, uh, the person whose back is to the chalkboard rather than and um, facing a bunch of students who may not want to be there and certainly don't sometimes
1: even know why they're there. So it's been a unique experience for me. Of all the people you could write a book about, how did you choose teachers? And would you say your audience is, is other teachers or people outside of education?
0: Well, of course, there are, what, maybe um, three and a half million teachers in the United States today. Um, and my audience certainly is other teachers um, to, to see if they can share their experiences in a way that, that other students, that parents, that people—all the people across the United States and the world—will be able to understand, and um, so so that's that's kind of what I had hoped for. Um, if if I know you know this, um, if you kind of look around at the books available about about education and the books available just about the teaching experience, most of that, most of those books. Um, are more academic most of the books talk to um uh have academics talking to academics but i wanted teachers to be able to communicate to each other and to the world about what happens to them um in the classroom and how they change
1: as their experience goes on that was actually something i was thinking about is that uh, reading a narrative is is very different from reading academic research or an article in the newspaper. So it sounds like you're trying to cultivate an understanding of what it's like to be a teacher. You know, uh, there have been tons
0: lately of reader studies about the effectiveness uh, and the importance of storytelling, and um, and for example, people remember. Um, literally more information about whatever the given subject is when that information is communicated within a story rather than just presented in exposition to a reader or to a listener and so um, and so so that's the whole idea behind creative nonfiction in fact that um, that um, we want to be able to use story as the style or as the reason for someone to be really interested in a subject that they may not necessarily be interested in. And the story also gives a writer the opportunity to tell things that go beyond uh, the the academic world and go beyond the information. to, to introduce characters, to in, to describe students, to describe colleagues, and and the, the entire milieu, what is all going on around them, the story really gives the writer the opportunity
1: to to present their world in a three dimensional fashion. I'm wondering if you can share a couple of examples uh, of the narratives you have in the book. Sure. Um, I know that you talked with Michael uh, Copperman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not
0: long ago, and uh, he um, uh, he's a Stanford graduate. He um, went into Teach for America, and uh, he was incredibly challenged by the the violence and uh, the seriously troubled kids that um, that that he was confronted with. And um, um, he had a very mild background. I believe his father was a. Was a physician and I believe he grew up in a good, uh, went to a good school and, um, and had a comfortable life and, and um, the, the essay he wrote and the experience he had was uh, incredibly um, eye opening and traumatic. Um, he had a troubled student that he kind of uh, tried as hard as he possibly could using all of the techniques he learned in college uh, uh, in order to kind of connect with the student. And the student was, it was just impossible to, 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 to make a connection with the student uh, as hard as he tried. And um, there's, a, there's a scene in the book that, that just kind of takes, uh, takes your breath away um, because it was a time when, at one point, he thought he had connected to this student just for a moment, and at another point, um, uh, the student angry was so angry at Michael that uh, the student actually spit in his face, and the student and and um, Michael reacted um, in a way that was somewhat violent but realized at the time that the student listened to him he made a connection with that student at that moment and yet he realized that the student couldn't stay in that school or with him at any time after that so it was uh, it was at a moment um, um an awareness that that he was unable to 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 do any good and at the same time uh, he learned a great deal about how he could conduct himself in the future so, um, so that was uh, it. Was an incredibly moving story, and um, uh, there was another essay that I um, that I enjoyed a lot because it had to do with um, with um, um, the use of vulgarity, um, swearing in class, and the teacher hating that so much and fighting with her students constantly over this. This use of the F word and the S word and every single word um, in throughout the class until the t- the teacher finally realized that um, that uh, there were two ways to think about. And it took her two years to do this. Two ways think about um, using um, this language. One way um, was to think that that sometimes language is used to be offensive and sometimes language is actually used um, as a way of, um, of emphasizing something, bad language I mean, as a way of emphasizing or, or giving color to uh, a student's uh, feeling about one another. And so, so that realization helped her and she decided uh, at one point that that um, any time anyone in class used the F word or any other word that they would in in an offensive way that they would have to uh, look, they would have to find a vocabulary word um, that that they could that that they could define for the rest of the students. And, um, and talk about what that word meant. And slowly but surely, people stopped swearing in her class, and even when she did, she was able to, uh, to hold on to it and deal with it and discuss its meaning. And uh, she said that by the end of the time, um, uh, the end of the class, very few people were using bad words at all, except when, um, when they wanted to force a fellow student to go to the box to pick out a vocabulary
1: word to see what it all meant how do you think uh, the narratives about teachers in this book are a continuation or a departure from narratives you've published in your other books and publications? You
0: no, know, that's a great question. And, and, um, um, telling a story, writing a narrative, uh, as I said before, allows a writer to, uh, become themselves and look inside of themselves, um, to find out what it is they think and what it is they believe and what it is they see and put that all together. And so I have done, oh, perhaps 10 of these anthologies focusing on not just teachers, obviously, but focusing on, on nurses, focusing on the challenges, two anthologies, on the challenges of fighting your way through mental illness. One of those anthologies was um, w- written primarily by uh, mental uh, health professionals, psychiatrists and um, and uh, social workers and uh, psychologists and psychiatric nurses um, who had, in fact, suffered through their own mental illness crisis and found a way to uh, rehabilitate themselves and decided to, to help other people by joining the profession. Um, and the other, the, the other uh, book was uh, from people who um, who were primarily patients and their fight uh, to kind of find an answer through the difficult challenge of mental illness. But in every case, new worlds are created. Um, in the teacher's book, we we readers get into the classroom and 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 relive the dynamics that. The teachers have um, have lived through as they, um, as they as they go through their day and as they go through their semester and um, the same thing holds true with uh, with the nurses, in many respects, uh, the teachers and the nurses are very similar because um, because um, of the challenges they have to face not only from their patients or their students but as you well know, the system is a challenge, and the administration is a challenge, and the rules are a challenge and the patients don't much care about the rules nor do the students in fact so um, so uh, so the, the 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 situations may be different nurses teachers people who suffer from mental health difficulties but uh the ability to be able to um to paint a portrait in words and tell a narrative story that has suspense and has real people involved and has action sounds noises words all of that um, um, it's all very similar um no matter, you know, I would do. A, I would love to do um, other anthologies um, uh, from the points of view of uh, people who work at Walmart or um, people who work in um, convenience stores. We all have incredible stories to tell, and we all need the opportunity and the time and the direction to tell them. And the challenge uh, is to. Tell a story that all that that also teaches, that also informs at the same time. The the words creative nonfiction can be determined or defined um, as a combination of style and substance. The style, which is the story, brings the reader into the depth of the experience, and the substance is the big idea. What you want to teach your reader once you've got them hooked
1: on the story you're telling. I'm curious what you found these teachers who were interested in telling a story, um, what did they come to you with, and uh, what kinds of supports did they need uh, to write something that was ready to publish? Well, you know, l- let me take a step backward
0: and say that so many, I have communicated, obviously, with each of these authors, and some of whom uh, teach writing. Uh, not all of them, but some Some do. And, um, what they complain about, and what they wish they had learned more as they were being educated, is um, how to write for a general audience. They do learn how to write for one another, and they do learn how to teach their students how to write the five paragraph essay um, or 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 research papers. but very seldom do students get the do do uh, e- education students these teach did these teachers get the chance to um, to practice storytelling even though they stood up in class, every day and in many ways made political science and history and literature uh, turn those ideas and and the things they needed to teach into stories, Um, they never, they rarely got a chance unless they took uh, elective credits to learn how to do that for their students in writing. And so um, many of them came to me. Um, with terrific ideas and with stories they were really, really primed to tell, but they didn't quite know how to tell them. And so uh, we worked, um, uh, Hattie Fletcher, who's the managing editor at Creative Nonfiction, and I worked with them quite carefully to help them take their raw experiences and turn it into a flowing, moving, well-timed narrative um, from beginning to end. And that's a challenge, you know. Um, it's um, I, 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 I I hate to say it's easier to write fiction, but it, in many ways it is easier to make something up than to tell a true story and to write it almost as if it is fiction. Uh, and so, and so the the teachers that came to us had these stories, and um, we helped guide them. Not we didn't tell their stories. They had their own stories, and their stories were vivid and and powerful. But but what the help we give is to get them to understand the structure of uh, of of creative nonfiction and um, and how to and 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 how to uh, attract a reader, get a reader interested, involved. And communicate with them the important ideas they want to tell uh, at the same time, and get the reader to stay um, to stay with them and their story, not just for five paragraphs, but for four and five thousand words. And so we went back and forth with, these, with the teachers, these teacher writers, a number of times. And I think that um, um, we learned a great deal about what it was like to be in the classroom or to be part of an administration in a, in a K through K-12 school. But I think they learned at the same time the challenge of putting together a story that, uh, that sells and tells
1: and informs and compels all at the same time. Lee, I just wanted to ask you a couple more questions. First, what are three other books you might recommend to our listeners if they've enjoyed uh, What I Didn't Know and our conversation today? Well, I, I, the book I mentioned to you about nurses um,
0: has done extraordinarily well and, um, and, and is similar, as I said, in, in this way, in many ways. and It's called um, um, I Wasn't Strong Like This uh, When I Started Out. True stories about becoming a nurse. So, and this is quite similar to um, the book we're talking about here. What I didn't know: true stories of becoming a teacher. And um, so, so the nurse book I would um, I would definitely recommend. And um, uh, th- there are so many other collections. Let me let me let me name some some writers for you, um, who who um, um, who write terrific uh, narrative nonfiction. Um, of course the king uh, the, the, of it all of, of of this this form uh is a guy named Gate Elise, T A L E S E. And uh although he's not writing about education, he is a master nonfiction storyteller and uh who kind of coined the phrase the art of hanging out. And he spends many months and sometimes years writing about um, people who are famous and people who are behind the scenes not famous and um, and and um, learning from a very personal point of view um, um, how um, how um, how people work and what people think and so anything by Gay Talese would be appropriate. Um, uh you could go to his website by the way and uh read a, uh, read this long piece called Frank Sinatra has a cold and it was written many many years ago uh but a couple of years ago the and it was published in um in Esquire magazine and many and uh, 2 or 3 years ago Esquire celebrated the 75th anniversary and decided to republish the best piece it ever published and Frank Sinatra has a cold was uh, the piece they selected So, so, and if you don't mind me um, uh, also recommending a, a book that I wrote about the genre, it's called You Can't Make This Stuff Up, and it tells you absolutely everything anybody needs to know about how to
1: write research and write and market a true story. Finally, can you tell us a little bit about your next project and how we can follow your work? I've just finished another memoir,
0: and I don't know when that's going to be published, but hopefully within the next year. But right now, I am devoting myself to uh, the world of child and young adult mental illness. Um, Twenty-five years ago, I wrote a book called Stuck in Time, the Tragedy of Childhood Mental Illness, and that's still available. And um, um, I decided to go back into that world after reading about uh, the awful killings uh, massacres that have been taking place um, uh, over the past three or four years in the United States—young people, mostly boys, uh, young boys from anywhere from the age of 18 to 24—who are um, who are literally um, out of control and um, and um, and uh, angry and taking it out on society. And so I went back. I have now gone back into that world to try to understand what's happened to our system of caring for kids who uh, are challenged by mental illness and the parents who also have to take care of them. And so that's a book. On, that's the book I'm working on now. These books take a very long time. Um, the teachers, of course, were teachers for a long time, so they had a great deal of background and many stories to tell. But what I do is I immerse myself for long periods of time in different milieus, as I did riding a motorcycle, which took me three years, or writing about robots, um, which is a book I did um, four or five years ago. Um, and so I will probably be spending the next two or three years immersing myself in all of the different ways in which we, we, we treat or do not treat uh, kids and young adults with mental illness, uh, and um, and talking to nurses, legislators, lawyers, it's interesting to know and to note as I am discovering, and every day is a new discovery. It's interesting to note that. Um, oh, and also teachers who are who do not get the kind teachers and counselors who do not get the kind of training and experience uh, that they should get in order to treat kids who are troubled uh, with a mental illness diagnosis. So I'll be spending a lot of time doing that and um, hoping to, to write something that will make an impact not only in the world of education,
1: but in the world of mental illness, mental health as well. That's an important topic, and uh, we look forward to that release. Lee, I, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to
0: talk about what I didn't know and also about the work I do. Well, I really enjoyed it. Take care.